0: on our podcast so but I really felt the need to talk to um, talk to us about responding to our time because we're in the greatest time I believe ever known to mankind right now we are in the end time and if they're ever called a response for a generation it has to be in this time that we're living in and unfortunately we're we having so many voices out there that's bidding for us to respond to it. Um, it makes it hard to truly, truly respond like we should. And there's only one voice that we need to know. One voice that we need to really, truly respond to. And that voice should show us how we should respond to everything in this life. This text I read, it just... You know, it's just basically just telling us that Jesus, the good shepherd, and we are the sheep, and we need to learn how to hear his voice. Let me read that same text from the Good News Bible. Um, It says, I can guarantee this truth. The person who doesn't enter the sheep pen through the gate but climbs in somewhere else is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep respond to his voice. He calls the sheep by name and leads them out of the pen. Uh, and of course, it goes on in Verse verse 5, it says, They won't follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from a stranger because they don't recognize his voice. We are living in a crazy time now. A lot of people get upset the fact that hey y'all not having church and COVID's not real or this ain't real or y'all getting the vi- y'all getting the vaccine you're not getting the vaccine and, and man I I've, I've seen so many I have let me say it this way I have been disappointed by so many children of God with their response to the crazy stuff that's going on on Facebook it's unreal if I did not reckon I did not realize that some was actual Christians or professing Christians, I would have thought they was running for political office, honestly, because their response to this time that we're living in is very political. That's not what God's called us to be. He's not called us to be politicians. He's not called us to be uh, um, a lot of this other stuff in the world, but he has called us to be the light of this time that we live in. He has called us to be a light in this dark world. Um, you know, i uh, <laughs> It took two years for COVID to get me, but here I am. It finally caught me. And um, what is the response? You know, the response is, I just I ask God, help me get through it. I don't let anybody else get sick like this. And then I need to lead out of that and let people know, hey, yeah, we're in the middle of something real. But my real response to this needs to be, but God can bring us through it. And God is bringing us through it. And as Bishop preached Sunday and he talked about what God wants from us, he went through a lot of different things. I hope he is able to preach in our area uh before too long. And and those of you who heard it, you know that, you know, God really does want our response. But he wants the right response to us. And if we're gonna have revival in Miriam, the one that I believe that our church, we believe that God wants us to have, we 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 all believe that. We're gonna to need to respond in our time, in the right way. Because no matter what you do, you are going to respond. Those that's watching this right now, see 11 viewers have been watching. It's been going up, back and forth. 9, 10, 11. Everybody who clicks on this is responding. Some is tuning in and listening. Some's turning it off. Some sitting there, maybe scrolling your Facebook feed. I've done it, looking at other things at the same time. We all respond in all kinds of different ways. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just telling you, we all respond. But we've got to know how to respond in this time that we're living in. And the problem is that we don't know the voice of God. And without really knowing the voice of God, we can't truly know how to respond in this time that we're living in. Because honestly, I'm, a, I'm a, as a pastor, uh, this, this crazy pandemic situations that we're, we're faced with right now. I honestly don't know how to respond to some of it. I don't know what to say. You know, do you have church? Do you cancel church? Well, I've had, let's, let's leave the the pandemic and we go on to other situations. I've been, I've been approached with things over the last few years that, that 15 years ago, I couldn't envision having to deal with as a pastor. And how do I respond to that? I don't really know sometimes. So I need to know the voice of God. You need to know the voice of God, because if we can know the voice of God, we'll really, truly know how to respond to this. And the problem we have is that we don't know the voice of God. And that uh, good news Bible said the gatekeeper opens a gate for him and the sheep respond to his voice. He calls his sheep by name and leads them out of the pen. It says they're not going to follow a stranger. And we got a lot of Christians that's following a stranger because if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, it's not the voice of God, and we're responding to it wrong. we got Christians that's responding, as I said, politically to this crazy time we're in. we got Christians that's responding. Now, I'm not even talking about the world. I'm talking about the Christians here, our churches. we got churches that's responding angrily at situations that you're faced with, we live in a very confused generation that does not recognize the voice of God. This is an extremely busy generation. We, we've become so busy that we can't even enjoy life. And I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm as bad as anybody, but God slowed me down this week, I promise you. I have, um, uh, ever since the 31st of December, I've heard, I haven't left this house set so to go get tested I walk out to the mailbox a couple of times. Went out in the snow today and got some snow to make snow cream and to measures of snow because we all got to do that, right? But I've had to slow down and I've had to do some thinking and we've become so busy that we don't even enjoy life. But in the midst of all of this, there are so many voices that speak to us. Even though we may slow down, we can still open our phones. We can still turn on our devices, whether it be a television or however you get your feed in your life, your newspaper, in the midst of all of it, we got all these voices that speak into us and they influence how we respond. But there is only one voice that needs to be of authority in our life that will cause us to respond in the correct way. And all the voices of this world are screaming to us to listen to them. And you know that's the fact. You know that's the truth. Uh, those of you that got... You have emails. I mean, I, I've I've got some new emails been coming in this week. Some of those you don't want, you know. And I've been having to go unsubscribe to them. But you know what? It, it's screaming to me. Respond to me. So, you know, I've responded by un, unsubscribing to them. You Those of you don't fool with emails, well, you've got text messages. You've got all kinds of bells and whistles that holler at us. And these voices that speak to us, they're daily attempting us, daily attempting to distract us from the plan of God in our life. And if we're not careful, those voices will sway us to respond negatively to God or angrily to God or to other people. They're voices that they want to discourage us. They want to tear us down. It's voices of rebellion that wants us to rebel against the things of God. We hear it everywhere. We hear it on the job. Those in school, you hear it in school. You can be walking through the the supermarket and you can hear people and their responses and the way they are. And these voices, they're screaming at us. Some of you are hearing it in your homes. We're seeing it on social media. This is why we do. Thank God we have this venue and we can't have church Uh, I mean, we wouldn't have had church tonight if if it wasn't for COVID. There's snow on the ground, right? Thank God for this venue that we can do this. And we need to use this venue, social media, for this platform that we can get out the word of God. But there is a voice that can speak to our soul. I don't know about you, but right now, I need to hear the voice of God in this time that we're living in. And when it seems our life has been hit by so many things, so many questions, question after question about where we are with God and where we are with our soul, our souls is weary, our, our spirits is weary. And there's a voice, if we will learn to hear that voice, there's a voice that speaks clearly if we can only know and hear that voice. Um probably gonna get him in trouble, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. Won't get him in trouble. But uh it's either last week, week before we was we was here and he was it was thinking weekend that the tornado happened and our phones wasn't working right and Texas wanted to go hunting. So he goes down in the woods down behind the house, probably a quarter mile a little better, and and Bethany's like, He needs to come back. We gotta go do something. And there's dogs out there barking. There's all kinds of things going on. But Bethany, I thought, said, just go outside and scream. Texas will hear you. And she did. She went outside and screamed, basically, telling him he needed to come home because she was ready to go do something. And it wasn't just a few minutes, and here comes Texas out of the woods. Why? He recognized the voice of his wife very clearly. If my wife had screamed it, he probably wouldn't have come. If it had been somebody else's scream, it probably wouldn't have come. But there was a voice that Texas heard through the woods, through whatever was going on, and he recognized that voice. That's what I'm talking about today. You guys know that. You hear, you hear certain voices, and it automatically catches your attention. But there is a voice that speaking to our time right now. I promise you it's out there. Whether you can hear it or not, it's because we're so distracted. We have so many other things that demanding our response. We cannot hear the voice of God. And if we can learn to tune out some things, there's still a voice out there that is still crying out the same thing it did uh, in Matthew 11 and 28. Come unto me, all you that are labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke on you. Learn of me. I'm meek. I'm lowly in heart. You shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Church, we've got to learn how to hear and how to respond to the voice of God. Because if we're just responding to everything we're hearing out there right now, you're going to stay agitated, you're going to stay angry, you're going to stay hurt, you're going to stay defeated. But if we can learn how to respond to His voice, He will help us find the rest in our souls that we are so badly wanting There's so much turmoil going on inside of so many people's lives. Our kids are hearing so many conflicting voices that's causing them to rise up and respond in the wrong ways. Our homes are so filled with all the unnatural voices from Hollywood, from social media, from news venues, voices that's confusing them. It's going to confuse the world. It's going to confuse our children. It'll confuse you. It'll ultimately destroy us. And we wonder why the problems, and the fighting, and the arguing, and the tearing down that we're seeing. We cannot take in the sounds of this world and these voices and not be affected by them. I see it. I see it in the faces of those that come to our church. When they come to church, one week, I can see them praise and worship God, and the next time, I see the trouble in their eyes. And I know they're struggling. And I know they're hearing some voices that's, that's competing for our attention. But there is only one voice that we need to learn to respond to that can trouble, as the old song, "Trouble calm the troubled waters of our soul. We need to learn and know what that voice is. Because when that voice speaks, it steps out on the bow of our ship and says, Peace, be still. He can calm any situation in our life. we got to know where He is. And let me tell you, the voices of the last 20 years, they have affected our lifestyle. I'm not pastoring the same generation I started pastoring 15 years ago. And these voices are attempting to destroy all that's right, everything that's pure, everything that's holy. Nothing seems to be solid anymore, not even in the church, okay? You've got to know this because the voice of this world, they're telling us it doesn't matter whether you commit adultery, just commit it and you can be forgiven. It doesn't matter if you're committing fornication or living in fornication. God's going to give you. Yes, God's a forgiving God, but we cannot live in sin. And the voice of this world are telling us, oh, it's okay. Take the pills, pull, pull the trigger on the gun. You're not going to be held accountable because... Of the emotions that is bottled up inside. And look, I'm not God, and I, I can't tell the state of where somebody may be if they take their own life. But as a pastor, I can scream from you and tell you you don't want to be in that situation. The voice of this world say that you can change what you want from. It doesn't matter how you were born. If you was born a woman, you can say, "Hey, no, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a man." You know, these voices are screaming out to us, and if we're not careful, they're going to cause us to respond. The wrong way. The voices are promoting. It's promoting immorality. It's promoting abortion. It's promoting, promoting pornography. All these unlo- unholy lifestyles. The voices say you can do anything. Say anything. Do anything you want. It's all right in the end. But those voices don't do anything for the battle that really is raging on the inside of everybody. This generation... It's, it's it's moving in a direction, but it's moving without the one who directs us, folks. This generation is, is it's, it's motivated to do things, but it's motivated without God because they're not responding to God. I don't want to be... We cannot, as a church, Harvest House, we cannot go through 2022 and not know the voice of God and really respond to Him because... This generation accepts anything without Scripture. And this generation needs to learn the voice of God, and we need to learn to respond to our time. We're living in the end time. And the voice of God, we've got to learn it, and we've got to respond to it. In this generation, there's voices that they're calling us away from altars. They're calling us away from the cross. But there's a voice we need to learn to hear. And it says, come to me, all you that are burdened and heavy laden. I want to give you rest. So many are weary of life. I know you are. I am. We're weary of the struggles, the pains, the aggravation, feeling stuck. We're weary of all the stuff that affects us so daily. Some are weary. I know you're weary. You've tried and you failed and you tried again and failed again. But the Bible still said a righteous man shall fall. He's just got to keep on getting up, okay? And I'll be honest with you. That's part of what makes us righteous is if you'll keep on getting up. But the real voice of God says, come to me. And when we as individuals, as a church, we can learn how to respond to God, to God in our time. We can't go to church and be upset at brothers and sisters and and, and and not be right with God and not have a prayer life and not read our Bibles and, and come in there and sit and, and not worship God. It doesn't matter what happens outside them doors, I promise you. I'm going to be glad to get back into the house of God again. It looks like it's going to be January the 16th. I'm going to be glad to walk back in there again and say, thank God. I was glad when they said it to me, let's go to the house of God. The last time I was in church was uh, December the 26th. And some didn't even come that day. And who knows if they'll come back January the 16th. Listen, folks, we got to respond to God because our healing, it's in responding to God. Our victory, it's in responding to God. Our defeat, it's in responding to God. Your misery, our misery, it's in responding to God. Because if you don't respond, you're still responding to God. If you go another way, you're still responding to God. Our life going to the place that God is trying to get us is all a result of how we respond to God. And I know we might be asking the question, I don't even know how to know which voice to listen to, to respond to. Well, the answer is, it's actually in this verse, John 10, 27, said, My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. The reason people don't respond to God in his voice is that they don't know Him. We got to get to know him there's not but there's not but one way to know him, okay and well, I guess it's twofold but it's it's by spending time in his word and spending time in talking to him in prayer uh, I know it's a no it's an old story. I've actually tried to see if it's true or not. I've heard somebody. I actually said that they didn't know if it even was true, but to me it makes sense. They say that training a bank teller that um they don't train them with counterfeit money, they give them real money to count. When the counterfeit comes along, they recognize it. And I know we live in a different time now and they gotta hold it up and look at it. I understand that, but you and I know that if we spend the most we spend time with something that's real. When the fake comes along, it's not going to trick you, okay? If you spend enough time with something that you know is real, you know um you you just you, you know what I'm talking about. I don't have to go on a discourse with that. We know you become so familiar with it. We know what the real thing is. and let me tell you what when people come in our churches, they know whether it's real or not. And I want people when they walk in the Harvest House to know that there's something here that not everybody has. I want them to know when they come in there that, hey, this church knows how to pray. This church knows how to get a hold of God. I want to to be a part of this. And if we can be so familiar with God, we get to know him so well. When the devil comes knocking, we'll know. I mean, that's why David said, thy word, if I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against you. He knew that if I got so familiar with his word, I'm not, I'm not going to to respond wrong. And listen, though somebody may come up and, and, and say something hard and harsh to you. If we got enough of the word and as we understand that he forgave me, him hanging on that cross, looked down at them and said, Father, forgive them for they don't even know what they're doing. They didn't even know what they were doing, didn't care what they were doing, and he still said, forgive them. And if we know have that knowledge in our life, we can look at our brothers and sisters that's hurting or responding wrong when they treat us wrong. We'll recognize, hey, I need to forgive them. See, that that's how it works. And getting to know him, prayer, that lets us get to know him. And the better we know him, the better we know how to respond to him. Because here's the thing. I've used this example a lot I'm going to be done. My nose is starting to stop up here. So I use this example a lot. That beautiful lady that's sitting over there on the couch, typing and responding. I know her well enough. If you was to come tell me something like, hey, I seen your wife the other day driving down the road with some other guy, I'd say, unless it was my son or son-in-law, I don't believe it because I know her well enough. You're not going to tell me any different because I know her. And you, some of you, you're the same way with your spouse. You know that, okay? Because the better we know Him, the better we can respond to Him. Jesus said, "Revelations three and twenty: Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him, and sup with him, and he with me." There is a voice that's calling today to this generation. It's a voice that's trying to be heard above the fear that's being put out there right now, the crazy roar that's going on with this crazy generation, a voice that's attempting to get our attention. Now, I know I've told this story. I read it several years ago in an illustration that just feels, feels fitting at the moment. Years ago, during the time of the Telegraph, when they, uh, Morse code, I guess you call it, they um, needed somebody to fill a job and, People were coming in and sitting down the whole time. The telegraph was typing Morse code. A man came to the room and about 10 or 15 people sat there for a moment, got up, went inside the office door. Everybody looking and saying, what is he doing? A few minutes later, the door opened and the guy said, this man has got the job. People begin to complain and say, how come he's got the job? He come in last. We don't understand. He said, the whole time you've been sitting here in Morse code has been being tapped out. If you can hear this message come in, you have the job. There is a message that's being cried out right now. Behold, I come quickly. Get ready. And our response in this time has to be able to hear the cry of Jesus and the cry of the lost that's crying out to us now. Harvest House, there is a people in Marion, Kentucky that's lost, and my prayer is that we can hear The voice of them crying in the wilderness saying, Please, come help me. As Paul prayed, he seen a man saying, Come on over to Macedonia. He went over there to see a church birthed. We're going to lose the important things that God has placed in our hands if we don't stop long enough to learn to hear the voice of God. It doesn't matter what voices our friends are saying. It doesn't matter what the voice of our family may be saying. It doesn't even matter what the voice of religion during this time says. We've got to hear the voice of God speak, and we've got to learn how to respond. And the only way we're going to respond in this time that we live in right now is learning the voice of God. The response of our time, first and foremost, has to be us learning the voice of God. We need to listen to that still small voice that's telling us it's time. It's time to be righteous. It's time to be committed. It's time to be consecrated. And he wants us to get close to him. And the only way is to hear his voice and let him speak to us and let him respond and let us learn how to respond to what he wants. When is the last time you felt him really speak to you? I'll pause for an awkward moment here for you. I want you to think about it. When is the last time you really were able to get to a place where you could shut everything else out? The voice of condemnation, the voice of shame, the voice of, uh, of your text messages, the voice of your favorite show you've been trying to keep up with Ben's watching, the voice of your friend, the voice of your family, and you truly, truly heard Jesus speak to you. When is the last time you really touched God and you knew it? When is the last time you broke on the inside and God began to move in your life When's the last time that you really opened up to God and you allowed Him to really speak to you and you really responded in such a way that you knew that something was fixing to change? I believe that He's speaking to somebody right now and I believe He has a voice that wants to help us and we need to learn how to be responsive to the voice of God, because that's the only thing that's going to change us. That's the only thing that's going to restore our church to the place that he has called us to be. That's the only hope that we have is when we respond to his voice. The only voice that we need to hear and respond to in this time that we live in really is the voice of God. As I prayed this morning, I began to ask God, I said, God, what do you want for tonight? And I just, Bishop's message come back to me. What God really wants from us, it's us responding to him. And you know what? The reason a lot of people don't respond, you can't respond to something you don't know. I'll just be honest with you, okay? That's why a lot of people, we sit in churches, I preach sermons and they play with their phone. and walk out the door. Because I'm preaching for a response. I'm preaching that the Spirit of God would reach somebody and they would respond to it. That's what I'm preaching for. Any preacher, I don't know who all is out there. I see eight or nine. It goes anywhere from eight to 10, 11 viewers. I don't know if you're from our church or you don't have a church at all. But when when the preacher gets up there and he's preaching with his screaming, yelling, and bawling and crying, and you can get up and walk out the door and never go to the altar. Don't you blame that preacher. I'll tell you what's happened. You don't know the one he's preaching about. And that's why you can't respond to him. You don't respond to something you don't know. You know how? You know what I mean by that? I'm, I'm out of notes, so now I'm just talking, all right? When somebody comes up and tells me about somebody dying, I can feel empathetic for them and I can I can hurt. But if somebody comes up to me and they tell me about somebody dying that I know, then I feel it then I respond, okay? That's what I mean right now. Some has never, they 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 don't, they're not moved by the Spirit of God because they don't know the Spirit of God. God help me, I don't want to be that place. And Harvest House, if we're going to have revival in 2022, it's going to take us committing to knowing who Jesus is, okay? And I'm going to tell you right now, if we can get to know who Jesus is, That person sitting beside of me, if I know Jesus, it's going to to roll over to them, and they're going to feel Jesus coming off of me. And that's how people are going to walk in our churches. They're going to walk in our church, and they're going to say, what do I feel in here? You feel a church that knows how to respond to God because they know him. That is my call to you. The Lord willing, January the 16th, we'll have our state of our church. We'll talk about where we're at, where we're going to go. But right now, I'm trying to prep us to get us ready for what God has got for us in 2022. I poured my I poured myself into Marion, Kentucky, and Marion, Kentucky has hurt us. It's done all kinds of things, but I want to tell you what else it's done, too. It's also given me beautiful things in my life. It's beautiful people that's watching this today that you've been put in my life because of that city. And I love you with all my heart. And if you'll go with me, we're going to have revival in 2022. But it's only going to happen when you and I get to know Jesus and we'll start responding to him. So I wonder if you would pray with me right now. Okay. I'm done. Um, I'm ready to see revival. I'm ready to get past this. Those of you who are quarantined, don't waste your quarantine, please. All right. Don't waste it binge watching or, you know, it's okay to do some of that stuff. Yeah, but look, if you don't got to go nowhere, spend some time in prayer. Spend some time reading your Bible. Spend some time just setting and thinking and writing down some goals for 2022 for your church. Read your Bible. Let's let's get to know him because that's the key for us having, that's one of the great keys for us having Great Revival in Mary in Kentucky is us getting to know Jesus, knowing his voice. Because the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. And a stranger they will not follow. So if we hear his voice, we'll know his voice and we'll know where he's taking us, okay? Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your blessings, God. Lord, we want to see a revival in Mary Kentucky. I know I'm not by myself we've been hurt. We've been wounded as a church, God. We've been wounded as individuals. And Lord, honestly, we've been so out of touch with you that we don't even know how to respond. But God, I'm asking that you would help us bring us back to that place that we need to be, God, to where we know you and we know God, how to respond once again because we hear your voice and your voice is calling out to us and your voice is speaking to us, God, and I'm asking you right now that you would help us, God. Each and every one of us, God, even the guests and visitors that may have joined in today, God. Oh, Lord, maybe if they have a church that they'll go back to their church ready, God, and say, I want to hear the voice of God. I want to respond. I want to get behind my man of God. Or maybe it's somebody that's a backslider. Or they don't know you at all, God, that maybe they'll learn to respond and say, God, I want to get to know you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. I just ask that you would help us today, each and every person, Lord. We love you and we thank you, Lord. In the mighty, awesome name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen.